1: Welcome to the coachable podcast around here. We believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What is up, Coachable family? Welcome back to another episode of the Coachable Podcast. I am your host, Tori Gordon. And if you're new here, I am so glad that you found us. Welcome. This is the show that we dive into all things personal development, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship. And today I am joined by Hannah Beer. And we're going to talk all things money and it's going to be such a good conversation. So if you are looking to up level your relationship with money, with your bank account, with your checkbook, we're going to dive into it and all the things that might be causing frustration and stuckness and blockages when it comes to abundance and creating the lives that we want, especially when it comes to wealth. So Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being
0: I'm thrilled to be here, Tori. I love your podcast. It's surreal to get to be a guest finally. So excited.
1: Super excited. Well, you work with ambitious women all over the world. I know you were just telling me you're in Germany. It's hot there. It's hot here in Vegas. It's like 110, 111. It's wild. Um, so if you hear any background noise, it's might because her her computer is struggling to to keep cool in the, the heat over there. But um, you really help women create a better relationship with money. And the way that you do it is in a new, positive, loving, ease-focused way. And I would love for you to kind of share about that because there's so much I want to get to know about you and your work. But why is this work that you do so important? Because I know my relationship with money. I know a lot of my clients' relationship with money has not always been the best. So I understand that there's a need, but Talk about a little bit of what you do and why having a different approach to money mindset and abundance and wealth generation needs to change and, and how you're doing it differently.
0: Absolutely. So money really touches all aspects of our life. Like we cannot escape it. We can't meditate it away. It is there. It. I mean, just think about how many interactions with money you have every day where you pay bills or you pay for groceries or You think about this vacation you want to go on and can I afford it or you think about this new thing you want to do in your business that would bring so much money but you feel inadequate, right? Like money is everywhere and yet um, there's different statistics and they say that between 72 and 91% of Americans would say that money is the number one source of stress in their lives. Let me repeat that because it is mind-blowing. 72 to 91% of Americans say that money is the most stressful part of their lives. It's not their health, it's not their marriage, it's not their parenting, it's money. And that to me just blows my mind because money can be figured out. It doesn't have to always be the obstacle or the reason why you can't do this or you have to do that or why you're constantly betraying yourself. Like all of us have probably had this moment where we felt this sour taste in our mouth because we just did something for money. That was completely out of alignment with our personal values. So I believe that working on a relationship with money is essential. Like, if you want to live a good life, you have to work on your relationship with money.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And that statistic is, you know, I think it's just illuminating to... How much stress so many people are under, and lack of awareness of about what to do about it and how to fix it. I mean, there's clearly a problem. I mean, we're moving into a recession. Inflation is out, you know, is out of control. People are stressed, but is it possible? For us to actually create wealth without compromising our health, without compromising our wellness and our happiness, how do we actually do that instead of having to exchange one for the other? A lot of us think I have to give up my happiness or I have to give up my my freedom or I have to give up my health in exchange for a paycheck or in exchange for this thing. And the cost of making money is my health. My, the cost is my relationships or my stress or my overall well-being. How do we start to create lives that don't require us to sacrifice one for the other?
0: Yeah, you already touched on the fact that the current paradigm with money hurts us. And our bodies, no.
1: Can you define what you think that is? Like, what is the current paradigm around money?
0: Um, It shows up in many different ways. The thing that I'm always asking questions about money, I'm so curious about it. And the thing that currently strikes me as I'm just kind of observing the world, is that we're moving into superlatives. I remember when I first started my business, the amazing thing was to be a six-figure entrepreneur. And then a couple of years later, it was be a multiple six-figure entrepreneur. And then it was 500K a year. And then it was be a seven-figure entrepreneur. And then it'd be an eight-figure entrepreneur. Like, what's next? Are we all going to be billionaires? It's always like more, more, more. And that is the capitalist way of life. It's to keep us feeling dissatisfied, like we're not enough. And so we always hustle for more, but we never arrive. And so the big lie here is that abundance, safety is some destination out there. And if we just hustle and struggle long enough, then we can get there and we will be superior to others. And that will in some way make us feel good. That's not a very fun way to live. And it really is the opposite of what I define um, a healthy relationship with money to be in my work.
1: What do you define a healthy relationship with money to be? How does that differ from the hustle culture and thinking that, yeah, our safety and our security lies in a number in our bank account or in a promotion or in something like you said outside of us because that was my experience for money for so long and not just around money but around my own worth my own value like who i am as an individual my entire identity was wrapped up in looking and asking everyone else in my life to help me define that and help me to understand what that looked like. And so I was always chasing something uh, or someone to help me get clarity about what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to be, how I was supposed to show up in the world. And it's that rat race, right? It's like being on that hamster wheel that you never get off of. You're just running, running, running and exhausting yourself. And you're wondering, okay, I've made more money, but now I have more bills and now I have more responsibility and the money's still, you know, I'm still struggling. And the, the underlying current of all of it is is struggle and hardship and lack, uh, not having enough, right? So how do you define a healthy relationship with money?
0: Yeah. And you actually just touched on something so powerful that I just want to highlight again, for those of you listening, you just zoomed in on the truth that this sense of grasping for more out of feeling like it's not enough doesn't actually create wealth. Like how many of us are always aiming for higher income numbers, but the money doesn't stick. The money doesn't sit and grow. It's like people who live this way, in my experience, don't say, oh, I always have so much money. I'm always so relaxed. I can always do whatever I want. I'm always so... Which like leads me into the definition. So let's go into the definition of a healthy relationship with money. A healthy relationship with money... You know that you have it when you can feel your emotional hooks around money resolve. When you're able to make really confident and capable decisions around money, when your intuition is wide open, you know exactly what you're doing, you know exactly where you're going. You always have way more money than you even need. You actually really don't think about money much. Like that's the big joke, right? Like we're talking about money. The goal is to not even really need to think about money, to know that it's flowing so abundantly, it's being retained in a really healthy way, Whatever you want, you can always find the money for it. And so that frees you up to ask the important questions, to, to start to make decisions based on soul. Like, what is my dharma on this planet? What is the sacred work that I want to be doing? What is the perfect schedule for me that feels enlivening and energizing to me? What is the most important thing that I want to create and leave on this planet? So we really want to make sure that you always are you know, very well financially resourced So you can focus on living and not constantly feel like money is like this monster hiding in your closet about to jump out and, you know, kind of like throw a number on you.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that there are many people that might be listening to this show that are thinking that sounds great. I would love to not have to stress about money, right? But I'm a single mom and I'm raising three kids or I was laid off or I can't afford to pay my student debt or whatever challenges that people... There's so many that people are facing. Uh, I'm a part of a minority. I'm a woman. I'm you know not given the same opportunities. All of the stories all, that many of are rooted in reality and truth and fact, that, and this is somebody's lived experience. And I don't want to... I think sometimes conversations around money, I don't want to disqual- like discredit or devalue someone's experience at all. So how do we start if, if someone's listening from that perspective and hearing like yeah that would be great but my experience and my reality and the evidence that I have in my life is that there is not enough like that I am struggling things are hard right I don't have the luxury of being able to not think about money how do we move out of a point of stress into one of ease where we can detach from our stories and our need to control everything when it comes to money. Like what does the that step look like for someone who's in that space and is, is like looking at money and is like, man, this is hard and I don't even know. And it's not, I'm not not making money or not having the abundance I want because I'm not working hard. Because that's one of the stories that's out there, right? It's like work hard and you'll have a lot of money. But there are a lot of per- people that are working hard and they still don't have a lot of money right so how do we start to shift that perspective and start to release our grip
0: yeah we really live in a in a money paradigm in a money system that thrives off of power over dynamics so some people have most of the power the rest of the people are being trained and bred to think that they have less power to the point where it really actually becomes our reality. And it is really difficult to break out of it. So I love that you're extending compassion to everyone because, yeah, it's difficult to be in this money system. Well, and it might be something that they've seen
1: their whole lives, but this might have been something that's carried over generation after generation. You know, my my background's in social work and we saw about generational poverty and like how that gets carried on. So it might be all that they know right so i just wanted to like add that because i know you speak about our family of origin a lot and where our money stories come from so i'm hoping you can infuse that into to your answer too and where that ties in and how that plays a role
0: absolutely this really touches very close to home my family i'm the daughter of an american dad and my mom is german and my dad's side are from the area around pittsburgh pennsylvania And they grew up incredibly poor, like trailer park poor, um, constantly in debt poor, barely making ends meet poor, um, never traveling ever, like who would think about anything like this? Like nobody went to college, like how could you even dream of doing anything like this? And then on my mom's side, my grandparents were refugees during World War II, lost everything, arrived in Germany, and needed to rebuild a life. So... From early on, I always felt this, like, sense of deep unsafety around money, like it could be taken away at any point. Like, my set point was nothing and constant, like, hypervigilance. Like, money is not to be trusted. And, like, my capacity... So, love is an... Money is an expression of love. And my capacity for having love in the form of money was very small. It was almost like, you know, like, my, my shoulders were hunched over. I was, like, really contracted. Like, I was not... I was not um, comfortable with that. And so it was almost like I had blinders on. I wasn't seeing money-making opportunities. I didn't feel worthy of thinking about, you know, what like career could I do that would pay me really well? Like I didn't even think about anything like this. It was just survival. And so even though I'm, I wasn't a refugee during World War II, like this feeling was so deeply wired into my body that it really shaped how I saw the world. And so, one of the things that I discovered, um, you know, I've worked with I think over 1,000 or 2,000 women from across the world, even on money, and from all different cultures, all different religions, all different backgrounds. And what I found is that when it comes to money, our family matters. It matters. It matters. Because money touches the most essential aspects of life. When you were little, your parents were supposed to. Um, provide for you by giving you love and shelter and food and snuggles and to take you out to the playground and and like all of your needs ideally would have been met through your parents. Now that you're an adult, you're supposed to use money to meet your needs. So if you come from a family where having your needs met is completely unheard of, it's insane to expect you to know how to do that with money now. But we still think we should and then we go out into the world and we're like, oh my God, I'm always broke or money is really difficult or I feel so much shame. You know, some of my clients come from wealth and they feel so much shame around money because they know how the money was created. and It was in quite dubious ways. And that's, that's a really difficult thing as well.
1: Well, you mentioned several things here about all the, the, this money stories that we pick up on from our parents base, pick up consciously and subconsciously, whether it's our parents say something like we can't afford that no we can't go there no sorry you know you we don't have the money for christmas gifts or whatever it is like or subconsciously you just watch your parents fight over money or you know that every time they go to check out it's their stress and anxiety that comes with it but to your point also about how that reflects in our adult lives If we're unable to meet our own needs, there's this recurring theme that, like, I don't have what I need. I don't have what I need. I'm not okay. And there's always some level of hum of, like, anxiety in the background of our lives at all times. It's like, I'm not going to be okay because I don't have – I'm not taken care of. And that correlates and goes right back to childhood of, like, I'm not taken care of in the ways – that I need to be taken care of or want to be taken care of. So it it almost sounds like it becomes like work for us as adults to learn how do we take care of ourselves and meet our needs and learn what that looks like in a healthy way now, despite what happened to us in childhood, despite what we were shown, mirrored, et cetera. It's like looking at and defining. What are those stories, and what is my relationship to money? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? Is it not enough? And if that's the case, like how do I start to open and how do I start to look for the opportunities where instead of being in this sort of victim, life happens to me, I don't have control over this mentality. And because that's it what it tends to sound like is like this shift that we're all making, regardless of what topic it is, relationships, money, career. Health is a shift for I don't have control and um victim to circumstance to like how do I become super empowered and like take care of my
0: mm-hmm. and for all of you listening, if you're nodding along, you're like, oh my god, yes, that completely sounds like Tori is speaking into my soul. This is an opportunity to give yourself grace. I feel like that's the point that you know, I have a feeling that you and I are trying to get across. It's it's not you. It's not that you're not smart enough, that you're not intelligent enough, that you're not working hard enough. It's just that your family have experienced some tough things. You've probably experienced some tough things yourself. You simply haven't figured out how to take care of yourself with the help of money, and you haven't yet experienced what it feels like to have all of your needs met. And that to me is our natural state. Like everything in our body is constantly guiding us back there. That's why it doesn't feel good when we're feeling depleted in some way. Like your body has an inbuilt kind of marker. It knows how good life is supposed to feel. It knows how relaxed and happy and safe you're supposed to feel. So your body is kind of signaling pain, 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 discomfort, discomfort when you're not there. But it's it's really none of your, it's not your fault at all. And it is something that you're biologically wired, I believe. I believe that all of us should be living really blissfully happy with our money. And so that is something that you can experience in your life. And it's an amazing feeling to give that to yourself.
1: I would love for you to share about your story and your transformation with money and how that shifted for you. And how you got into the work that you do because, again, I just I try to put myself in, in the position of the audience and, and maybe the listener that's thinking blissfully happy around money, like, geez, like, come back down to reality, come back down to earth, girl, like, but you've, you've been there, like, you just shared with us, like, your, your origin story, your parents' relationship with money, their upbringing, what you were exposed to as a child, like, how did you start to shift this personally for yourself?
0: Ugh, morbidly funny to me that this is the work that I'm doing because looking back I had every, every single money block that you can think. Crippling fear around money, couldn't express myself, couldn't decide what career to go into, deeply believed that I could never, ever, ever be a business owner always kind of like tiptoeing around the world, like, is it okay for me to take up space? Is it okay for me to be here? And it was just exhausting. At the age of 14, I was um, diagnosed with an anxiety disorder because I just felt so unsafe in all ways in my life. And then as I grew up, I just started to get really curious. Like, why do some people have a lot of money? I started to discover these people in real life. I moved to, to Bali in my early twenties. I didn't even know what Bali was. I just, I have a very strong intuition. My intuition was like, move to Bali. And I was like, don't know what that is. Okay. I'll just go. (laughs) There was no Instagram at the time. So I was like, I guess, I guess we'll go. And especially in Bali, I started to see these people who always seemed to have money for everything that they wanted. Like they made trips whenever they wanted. They went to the nicest restaurants. They were like building houses around the world. And it really proved to me that a different way of being with it really does exist but I was still light years away from shifting my money story for myself and then I started to dive into all the affirmations all of the mindset work all of it all of it and none of it really helped I have to be honest and then I was on this on this um, call of one of my masterminds and this woman comes on and she says she's a family constellation therapist and I went mine went into a pretzel like what is that even like family constellation what I <laughs> never even heard of that. And then she talked about how essential our families are in our relationship with money. It was like it's, it was like something had been hiding in plain sight and just my eyes flew open and I started to see clearly for the first time. And I started to notice that, well, yeah, money is an expression of love. Well, yeah, money completely um, flows the way love flowed between me and my parents when I was little. And all this time I had been trying to meditate away my confidence issues, but it was really the money piece that was missing. So that to me was the turning point.
1: Okay. I feel like we just opened a can of worms. (laughs) Interesting. So what I heard you say was that there is a correlation between the way that love flowed between your parents and the way money flows in your life. Okay. Before we go there, what is a family constellation expert? What do they do? What is that? Because I know you are one now. And um, is it more than just helping us to like track back that origin story and start to look at that? Or is, is there something else happening I want to take a quick second to invite you for an opportunity to join me for an exclusive 75-minute virtual breathwork class. Now, if you've never heard of breathwork before, this is one of the most powerful modalities that you can use to relieve stress, become more creative, sleep better, and heal yourself from the inside out breathwork has absolutely changed my life. And if you want to hear that story, you can find an entire podcast episode called You Are the Drug, where I actually talked to my teacher, Samantha Skelly, who helped me go through a seven-month trauma-informed breathwork facilitator program. And I'm not the same. After experiencing not just that program, but learning how to use my breath as a a way to calm my nervous system, as a way to regulate when I'm going through stressful or uh, overwhelming situations, and how to really just get out of my head and into my body. The best way I can describe it is the difference between knowing that you're okay, knowing that you're loved, and actually feeling your own love for the first time. And I struggled for so many years with body dysmorphia and feeling like I was crawling out of my skin, almost like wanting to trade my body in for another one because I had such a level of discomfort feeling anything. Breathwork helped me to feel again and love again and connect with my intuition and my creativity and my sensuality in ways that i had been so blocked from, I thought I would never be able to reconnect with. But Breathwork helped me do that. And I want to offer you guys an opportunity to experience that for yourself. I've had such an enormous response from the clients that I work with around how transformational this has been for them. So I've decided to host a monthly Breathwork class. And you can join me virtually from anywhere in the world. It's 75 minutes in a facilitated, safe space with other breathers and all you have to do to join is go to my stan store you can find it on my instagram or tiktok linkedin bio we'll also put the link in the show notes for you to make it super easy it's only 25 dollars to join we have upcoming sessions in july on the 13th and august on the 11th so go over to the link that's in the show notes for breathwork and you can sign up there all right without further ado we'll jump back into the episode
0: Family constellation therapy is an energetic healing modality where we work in the energetic field of your family. In biology, this is called the morphic field. So all of us, you know, or at least most of us know that we have something called an aura around us, which is an energetic field around our body. Our family systems also have an energetic field that connects it. Time and space does not matter in this field. Every single soul is connected to the field. It doesn't matter if they're deceased, if they're in a mental institution, if they've been ostracized from the family, if they're in jail, none of this matters. Every single soul is connected. In nature, we see the field in um, you know, working its magic when we think about birds flying in a V formation. Like birds could fly in any random way, But groups of birds always kind of organize themselves in a certain way. You know, for example, the formation, and that is the field, the intelligence of the energetic field of that flock of birds kind of organizing them. Another example are wolves. So there is an order and a hierarchy within a wolf pack, and so even if, dif- if like, a wolf dies and another wolf is being born into the, f- into the pack, it always reorganizes itself. And so it's the morphic field of the wolf pack that imposes order upon the individuals and makes sure that they work in harmony versus just at random. The same applies to humans, and this is where it gets interesting. So one example of what we might do um, in a we call it a constellation. So it's when we set up the different family members in the field. like this will this language will make n- no sense to you if you've never experienced it. But I can give you an example. So all of us know that the ideal hierarchy of the family would be mom is in the role of mom, dad is in the role of dad, oldest sister is in the role of older sister, youngest brother is in the role of youngest brother, grandparents are grandparents. Cousins are cousins, and so forth. But because of you know the difficulties that we experience in life, often our hierarchies are quite jumbled. It could be that mom has not been feeling so strong within herself, and so youngest sibling steps in and starts to parent mom. Or it could be that grandma died in a very young, in a very tragic way, and all of a sudden there's a gaping hole in the family system. Or it could be that uncle went bankrupt and felt so ashamed about it that he committed suicide and nobody might even know about it because he had been ostracized 20 years prior. So even if you didn't experience any trauma in your life today, which is unlikely, but even if you were like a unicorn like that, your family members probably have. And all of those experiences are stored in the family system and they impede the flow of love between family members
1: interesting
0: does that make sense so far
1: yes it does it does i'm i'm tracking with you and i can see how yeah so much of this can be happening outside of our conscious awareness that you know we're not even privy to so as you begin to connect the dots right and start to kind of create this constellation or family tree or whatever you want to you know see it as how do we begin to repair the gaps or the the breaks in, in the love or in that, you know, in energetic exchange, which is another way to look at, you know, I look at money as like money as an energetic exchange. I, I am exchanging this currency for something that you're going to give me in return and of equal, you know, value. How do we start to repair those blockages or release those blockages, if that's a be- better way to say it, in our family, like in our f- field? as it
0: pertains to money. Yeah. So what we touched on earlier is that we want you to have a really big capacity for love, like a gigantic capacity for love. If you think yours is big, 10 times as big. And if you're visualizing a capacity, we want it to be a hundred times that big. We want it to be gigantic. We want you to, to experience the maximum amount of love on this planet Cause let's not settle for anything less. Like I want you to be so happy and fulfilled down here, and so we want this love to show up in your love life, in your friendships, in your creative expression, in your health, in your body, and in your money. And so your capacity to have a lot of love was kind of wired into your body through your family of origin. So if you come from a family of origin where there's many breaks in the bond, where the flow of love between family members is you know, not, not flowing optimally, we need to open up the flow of love energetically in your family of origin. This is, it might sound a little magical, but your body really feels it. We often in, in, the, in the Western societies, we believe that we're kind of individuals. And so you're like I can create my own destiny and I can do all of that. But the real truth is there is an army a family behind you. Like there are legions and legions of ancestors behind you energetically. And they can be a huge source of life force energy if you allow that in. And so what we do in family constellation therapy is really like repair one thing after the other. And it's many different things because every single family has a different story. And many of us don't even know our family stories. So my clients have been adopted. So we don't even really know what the birth parents you know, what their story was. But that's what's amazing about the field is that it always shows us, you know, this is where love isn't flowing. That's where love isn't flowing. And often we get clues. We work on the deepest things. We work on incest. We work on death and childbirth. We work on miscarriages. We work on really heartbreaking things. We work on addiction and all of that. And it's an energetic shift that we do. So you can even think of it as like, being in meditation and you're visualizing your family of origin and we start to move things around and you know that it's working when there's like a a click, like a sigh of relief in your body and you're noticing that your capacity for love is increasing and this is something that cannot be undone. Like once you're creating this sense of peace in your family system, your biochemistry changes, your body changes Um, and you can ask yourself the question right now, like, how impacted am I by my family? And your body is going to tell you exactly how profound that impact really is.
1: Mm. That is so fascinating. And I was just thinking about a conversation I had right before this. And it was actually with um, somebody on my team. And we were going over the renegotiation of uh, our contract and, and, in my organization, one of the things that I, I really value and am working to create is a safe environment where people can feel like they can come and get their needs met and ask questions and get clarity and feel empowered to ask for what they need. And so we were having a dialogue around that. And what I witnessed is an expansive, like an expansion on both of our parts of our ability to to be self-expressed, to get our needs met, to be clear in a way that would not have been possible prior, like years ago, two years ago, for me and for this other person, right? And it's a byproduct of the work that both we had done personally around money, around what does it mean if I'm Asking for more. What does it mean about me if you know my worth? If you know I'm unsatisfied with this, and I want to to discuss like how can this be uh, of mutual benefit, right? Uh, especially around stories around good girls don't talk about money, or if th- all the ways we've been conditioned to talk about or not talk about money, as well as our own personal actions around money. Okay, well this person's coming to me. Well, what does that mean about? me if they're unhappy or if they're unsatisfied. Right. And so, um, I was just noticing that in my own experience today about that increased capacity for abundance and that like almost blessing the money that I give to anybody in my organization, right. That, that I'm, I'm paying them. It's like, this isn't a bill. Like this is, I'm excited to, to have this exchange. I'm excited to, to pay my, my employees and my contractors, because that comes back to me right because it's an energetic exchange so if I bless that money if I bless that person if I'm like yes this is a full yes for me then I'm going to receive that in their services or whatever it's it's exchange for that value and uh, that has also been a, a shift for me personally of just like realizing this is not something I have to do oh I have to go pay this thing now it's like no this is I'm blessing this. This is a gift. I can get excited about that. And that changes my biochemistry. Like that has changed a reaction in my body just as opposed to being like, oh, I'm like so in resistance to this. I don't want to, to like, no, this is something I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to pay this person to be on my team, to like continue to help me live out and create this vision because I'm on this mission in my life, right? And that has, has helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, I love that money becomes really fun when it feels like the deeper foundations are really lovely. You know, when your energy around money is starting to become clearer and clearer and you're able to see how money really is this flow of love in my life and that it really is safe, right, and good. And money is a friend and it's nothing to be afraid of or ashamed about. It is really safe to receive it and to really have the body capacity to allow money in and to allow it to stay and to allow it to grow and to allow it to always be there. So many of us have never had that experience in any relationship. Many of us didn't have that with our parents where there was the sense of unconditional love. And this is the, the great opportunity with healing our relationship with money that we can experience that now. And I love your example of what it feels like for you and your business when money becomes a mutually enriching thing.
1: Okay, Hannah, like I hear I hear you and I want to give listeners some tactical things that they can do to start to shift their relationship with money, get out of the stressful state to clear these blockages. Like what are some things, simple things that people can start to do and take action on that can actually make a real difference when it comes to creating more bliss in their financial lives?
0: Mm -hmm. So the thing that I'm most excited about is helping people experience what it's like to have a ton of money. Many of us are amazing at spending a lot of money, at receiving a lot of money, and both those things are wonderful, but I think life becomes really, really easy and fun when you just always have a lot of money. And so that's one of the things I'm really excited to help people experience. We already talked about stretching your capacity to have a lot of love, which is kind of like the fertile soil. So if you think about your life as like a beautiful garden, we need to work on the soil. This is the family system. If you plant your seeds in like toxic soil full of rocks, like your seeds aren't gonna grow, can you know do more affirmations, you can do all the things, take all the action, it's just not gonna really stick. So you cannot bypass your family system, the soil needs to be really lovely and so as your capacity to um, have a lot of love in the form of money expands, I'd like for you to start doing that in real life by looking at your abundance set point when it comes to your savings or your net worth so you can kind of pick a number. So I like to do it with savings because most of us, you know, it's so easy to do. So if your net worth, um, if your savings set point is, say, $2,000 and you can't go above that, you might also notice that that's the set point in your family, by the way, that no matter how hard you try you say, I'm not going to be like my mom, I'm going to always have more than ten k in savings. like, But somehow, like, it just seems like life keeps dragging you back to that set point. So once you know your set point, start to expand it say i'm going to choose to have always have 300k in savings and then you acclimate the acclimation is the most important part and i know i know what the internet's going to tell you but i need to have more and more and more you can always have more what's important is to learn in your body what it feels like to expand your capacity for love in the form of money to receive it to let it sit you know, to really let the money sit—that's safe, right and good—to have all that money, and then you can expand it even more. You can set, you know, four thousand as the next goal, and then five thousand, six thousand. I love it when my clients go really slow in the beginning, because then you'll really feel that your set point is shifting. Because we don't want you to like fill up your bank account to ten k and it goes right back down to two. So expand your savings. Keep in mind, this is me expanding my capacity for love. And then just keep doing it, expand, acclimate, expand, acclimate, expand, acclimate. And at some point, you'll be amazing at having money, not just receiving it.
1: At that point, I think about our identity around money. And when I, th- when I speak to identity, I talk a lot about, and Ed Milet talks about this, like thinking of it as a thermostat, right? A thermostat sets the temperature of the room it is the one that is impacting the environment that you're in. However, if you open a window and it's 100 degrees outside, there's hot air that's going to blow in. But, but the thing is, it's like the external environment is not the thing that's setting the temperature of the room. If you were to close that, that external heat, the temperature is going to fluctuate. And the AC, if it's set at 70, right, and then you – And it's 70 in the room and then you open the window and the 100 degree air comes in it's going to kick on the ac to keep and regulate the air flow in that room to keep a set point and so we always will fluctuate in terms of our ability to save money within the set range that we give ourselves. So maybe it's between sixty-eight and seventy-two degrees. We're all that's why we can, oh, I'll make like six thousand, but then I always end up back at that two thousand dollar mark. So I make a little bit more and then I lose it because our set point hasn't changed. So it sounds similar like with anything. It's like we've just got to up level and upset like change our set point so that we're now able to hold and integrate at a higher level than we were instead of constantly being brought down to that lower you know that lower frequency or that lower number um just in the same way you wouldn't like change the the temperature in the room and for me the easiest way to start to shift one of the easiest ways to start to shift that is to get around people whose set point is higher than yours right for me it's like get around people that are operating at a hot hot temperature right that a hundred degrees right in terms of their money set point because i'm gonna heat up simply by being around them it's like putting your like hand near a stove like i'm gonna feel the heat and the warmth just by being around them it doesn't change my temperature like forever But I can start to get some of that residual heat from them and so help me to start to increase my capacity to to have more. So for me, like one of the things I would also add to your just tactical things is just surround yourself with people, get into groups, hang out with people who are saving or making money at the level that you want to be making it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. It makes it so much more real because so often we sit in our own kind of reality at home and we think what we want is so far out there, but there are people living it and there is a recipe to it. It's just a matter of increasing your self-worth to the point where you will actually allow yourself to have that level of ease and well-being. It is something that can be learned because other people are doing it.
1: Yeah. Anything else that you would give people as as steps to start to take that they can start to apply in their life right now? Yeah.
0: I would start to notice. So in your body, you have a feeling of truth. And you know that something is more truthful when it feels light, when it feels uplifting, when it feels giggly, when it feels lovely. And as you're kind of in the world and you're being surrounded by Um, money messages, business messages, marketing messages, just kind of start to notice what feels heavy and what feels light. For example, when I first, it's, it's like a constant questioning that I have to just kind of see like what is truthful and what isn't. And there are certain money lies that circulate that many of us believe, but they're really not true. So one of them could be, that's a very common one, is that you always have to earn increasingly more money. That in order to get wealthy, you have to earn more and more and more and more money. That's not necessarily true. Just like an airplane kind of flies up and then finds its cruising altitude, You can kind of find a cruising altitude in your life as well that will get you to really abundant and wealthy life. So, when I try on the feeling of I need to always be earning more money, that feels really heavy and constricting. Um, The truthful alternative that I discovered, and like I'm a student of all of this, like I love kind of asking questions and I love that I've been blessed to have worked with so many people because it really gives me this like group of people to, to. To kind of do my little experiments on. And what I discovered is that every person has a soul money number wired into their being, wired into their body, that feels really abundant and enlivening and enriching for them. For some of my clients, it's like 20K in income and 250K in savings and a net worth of 2 million. For some of my clients, having 3,000 a month. And 17K in savings feels incredibly abundant. Like this is where your body starts to relax. This is when there's a soul click and you're like, wow, this is my cruising altitude. And here's the like cosmic joke. That actually gets you to a really abundant, wealthy life, and you don't constantly have to be in the stress of not enough. So start to feel so to recap, start to feel into your body, tune into that feeling of truth, and just start to become aware like what feels truthful. And you can even start to try on a couple of numbers and see like, what would be my cruising altitude? What would be my sole money number? And just kind of see what would shift in your life if you allowed yourself to implement those numbers in your life versus the very stressful mindset of it's never enough, I always have to create more.
1: Yeah, I love that. I know you've created some affirmation cards to help people uh, when it comes to their stories around money. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where people can find them?
0: Yeah. So the money bliss philosophy is really unique. I actually didn't want to start this business. I was pregnant with my daughter, Grace, and I was like looking around myself and like, how come everybody's still stressed about money? And the mentor was like, well, (laughs) this might be something that you should look into and that you should create. So the money bliss affirmation cards are the money bliss philosophy in bite-sized pieces that you can download for free on my website hannahbeer.com slash affirmations to you can print them you can implement them into your day-to-day you can read them out loud every day and it's really going to rewire you at a very deep level to live a beautifully abundant life moving forward.
1: Mm, I love that you guys definitely need to check that out we will put the link to those cards in the show notes so it We make it super easy for you guys to find them and go download them for yourself, start using them. You've given us so many good tips today, and I'm fascinated with this whole idea of Family Constellation. Like, I feel like I want to go through a session with you uh, just to have my own experience with it, and maybe if we could set that up, maybe we'll have you back on the show and talk through that experience, but um, anything you want to leave listeners with um, as we wrap up today, like anything you want to leave people with or any final thoughts? that you want to share?
0: I just want to reiterate that money really can be blissful and it should be blissful and that you can live a life where you really don't think about money much because you've got so much of it and it's really, really lovely to give yourself the gift of experiencing what it feels like to have all of your needs met and to be able to bring all of your dreams to fruition. I believe that this is how we're supposed to live and it's not a pipe dream It's something that you can absolutely experience and your body already knows, you know, how to take the next step in that direction.
1: Yeah. And you're helping people to to discover that and to, experience that in their lives. And so if you need support, definitely reach out to Hannah and, and find out more about what she's doing. Hannah, how can people find you online? What's the best place for them to go? Is it your website? Is it social media? Where do you hang out?
0: My website, H A N N A B I E R H-A-N-N-A-B-I-E-R.com is a great place to start. You can download the affirmations cards. You can dive into the content that's on there. And then my favorite social media platform is Instagram. And my handle is Hannah Money Bliss. Hannah, no H at the end. H A N N A. Money Bliss, come say hi.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely go give her a follow. And um, if you love this episode, we would we would love to hear from you. Send a screenshot, maybe put it on your Instagram, tag us so we know. And also, if you're not following. The Coachable Podcast has its own Instagram page. We'd love for you to go and follow us there. If you do leave a rating and review of the show and you send it to our team at support at torygordon.com, we would be so thrilled to send you a free code, a code to get free access to our Find Your Purpose workshop. This is a $197 value course that we're going to give totally for free for those of you that go over to the podcast and you leave us a rating and a review. All you have to do, send us a screenshot. Let us know you did it. Send it to support at torygordon.com. And if you're on social, definitely follow us there, tag us, let us know what your favorite takeaways are from this episode. We would love to hear from you and um, what you're learning as you start to shift your relationship with money and create more bliss in your financial life. I completely hear you, Hannah. I'm all about creating the wealth and abundance and bliss that we all deserve because we deserve what we desire and it is our natural state. We've just kind of gotten, uh, some things have gotten in the way, so we're we're ready to to clear clear, clear the way for more abundance. I know I am. And I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing for coming up, showing up on the coachable podcast, helping us all to get a little better. That's what we do here on the coachable podcast. So till next time you guys go be coachable. I love you. See you next week on the coachable podcast.